This is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. Welcome, folks, to our show. This is Chris Masterman. I'm here with my co-host, Brittany. Brittany, how are things in your world right now? Uh, things are okay. It's been a little uh, little chilly the last couple nights. We had our first freeze yesterday morning up here in northern Minnesota. It got down to 28 this morning. Um, pretty, pretty early in the year, but I guess, uh, as they say on Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Ah, uh, yes. You're going to have to meet up with Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, so, he he's just a few yeah. miles up the road at the wall. <laughs> gotcha. So uh yeah, things in my life are actually great today because this is my wife and I's ninth anniversary. So happy happy birthday, baby. Hey hey. Oh, happy anniversary, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> it, it's it's the birthday of our wedding. So it's kind of like a birthday. Happy but, birthday yeah. to the anniversary of the wedding. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, I uh, got to go to an awesome fundraiser last night. It was really cool. Met up with a mutual friend of ours, and we had a great time. Yeah, what uh, what fundraiser did you head out to last night? Uh, we went out to uh, Kevin Kelly's uh, fundraiser over at the OKC Golf and Country Club. And uh, it was just fantastic. Planned to a T. Fancy pants. So this was uh, this was all the rich people in Oklahoma City getting together to uh, plot the downfall of the poors, huh? <laughs> so it was hosted by um, a litany of people um, a lot of lawyers that you and I both know, um, but also former governor, the current light governor. Um, I mean, I tell you, when Republicans put their mind to raising money, they raise it. Well, they also have a lot more money to start with to to be able to put on events at like the golf and country club. <laughs> It's true, and that's why Democrats need to get their shit together so that they can raise money as well, which I will tell you is completely possible having coordinated an event as the executive director at the Oklahoma Democratic Party. I threw an event that was the first event that left the next administration completely in the black. It is possible. You just have to have it fancy. Make people want to spend money. You need a very nice venue and you need a open bar and you know, you need live entertainment. You need just a, uh, actual professionally set up event and for some reason democrats when i was at the party got mad at me for it 
because I spent all my time organizing the actual money part of the event and did not care about the actual convention side. Well, I mean, I would I would argue party conventions are becoming pretty obsolete and almost meaningless anymore in the world of super PACs, which have a much more impact on, um, you know, candidate recruitment and kind of filling in some of the the old ways the party used to handle things. Absolutely. Uh, it, it, with uh, 501c4s, uh, you can pretty much do anything. A lot of people don't know this, but a 501c4 is a super PAC, which is also a corporation. So if you know exactly how to do it, it's possible. We were at the same convention in Albuquerque where the Young Dems did it. Well, that's correct. Um, I do remember that. Um, I don't know how well that's been working in practice. Because, um, I mean, you still need to get then, you know, big donors to get behind it to make that all work. Um, I don't see a lot coming out of the Young Dems <laughs> caucus these days. And I do try to follow them still on Twitter. And I... I could barely tell you what they're up to anymore. <laughs> I have no idea either. And for our listeners' sake, Brittany used to be the, was it chair or president of the Oklahoma Young Democrats? Uh, I was the national committee woman for a term and then the president of the Oklahoma Young Dems for a term. Well, at least we had a lot of fun in Albuquerque, right? That we did. Uh, I did enjoy that trip. Um, got to a lot of Young Dems conventions. If you are, if you're a Democrat in Oklahoma and you're under 35, um, I would definitely urge you to get to either a Young Dems regional or national meeting sometime. Because um, if for nothing else, it's fun to network with other younger people around the country who are trying to be politically active. I've seen several of these people go on to become elected officials in their home states. And um, because of that, I have some interesting connections. Absolutely. And that's what the real purposes of conferences are, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, if it's being done right, that's what it really is. It's, it's a networking event to make connections that help you build coalitions that you might not otherwise be able to do. Yeah, and I got to drink Kentucky bourbon in the mountains uh, with small batch Kentucky bourbon. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. But I have to transition into lock the doors Hide your kids, shelter in place, because the Oklahoma legislature has gaveled in for special session. Bam, bam, bam. Another yes. special session. What? So is this, what, the third or fourth one this, uh, this cycle? It kind of depends on, I mean, this is why we call it the triple X, is... Uh, 
so every bill ends with X in because it's extraordinary session technically, but it means the same thing as special session. So extraordinary. So if you have HB 110, um, which it would never be because it's usually uh, four digits. But uh, so let's just say HB 1000, if it was introduced in a special and or extraordinary session, it would be HB 1000X, thus the triple X session. 1000X. No, that's a theoretical bill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, what they are working on uh, in what is anticipated to be an either two or three day session is ARPA. That's the pretty American, much all they're doing. American Rescue Plan, right? Yes, and the, the A is for ACT. Yeah, so this is basically allocating all these additional federal funds that came in under the Rescue Plan. Yes, and it, it's really a lot about infrastructure, so uh, that's a lot of the discussion, and because so much caucusing has happened, um, the folks I've talked to, and I've talked to many of them, they, they've pretty much got it figured out because the, the previous special, they made a lot of bills and passed them through, and now they're just putting hammer to gavel like... Uh, I saw that the Senate's over in 535. Uh, they started, this is on a Wednesday, but they started at 9 a.m. in 535, a.k.a. the ballroom, a.k.a. the largest committee room in the entire building. You can basically fit the entire Senate in there. Um, and so, of course, it's the fancier room so of course it belongs to the senate uh but they're going to go uh back in at one and and at 1 30 uh they're going to do floor work um so there's just a lot of work to be done in the course of uh either two or three days and friday is kind of the, the backup day okay so let's let's see if they can get their work done but now, now is this going to be only focused on fiscal issues or i'm hearing some rumblings that uh senator shane jett and nathan dom are proposing a bill to take away funding from ou health because uh, Oklahoma or OU Health has a program that offers services for transgender kids. And um, Shane Jett wants to defund OU Health unless they do away with those services. Well, and that is abhorrent, but it is strictly a fiscal issue. So the fact that it's 
Uh, well, it's not strictly a f- fiscal issue. It's a, it's an issue of we want to micromanage what kind of care you can offer. Uh, otherwise, we will take away your fiscal <laughs> ability to to make ends meet. I suppose what I meant, man, is that the uh, the issue is both a uh, policy issue, but policy issues and fiscal issues are inherently intertwined. So it is, I suppose you're right, both a fiscal issue um, and a policy issue, probably policy before fiscal. Just seems seems pretty short-sighted to want to cut funding for a major health plan for services that are offered to maybe like four or five people in all of Oklahoma. Like we'll hurt everybody just so we can hurt these five people. It's true. And decisions are often made that way. And anyone that has worked in politics knows that you sometimes make stupid votes and, you know, circling back to the funder I was at last night, funder being fundraiser, uh, Republicans don't care about abortion. They don't care about taking away trans people or gay people's rights. Well, the the rich country club Republicans that you went to be around last night maybe don't care about it. Other than they know they can use it to keep Rubes voting for them so they can get lower taxes. Yes, I will just say that there was not a MAGA pin in sight. Um, But for the Democrats, there is some good news. Uh, There is one race I am very optimistic about. And that is for superintendent of public instruction, um, a, a teacher, Jenna Nelson, Democrat, is uh, six points up on Ryan Walters, a Republican, which is awesome. Um, she's qualified. Uh, she doesn't have any real superintendent experience which kind of worried me at first well neither neither does walters (laughs) no it's true and she's a teacher so she's actually familiar with education i I believe walters holds a teaching license as well but i believe his teaching experience is quite limited yeah he has teacher's license yeah I, I believe he taught at a middle school for social studies for like two years or something but he has no administrative yeah. experience and since being named secretary of education for governor stitt he's spent most of that time making videos out of the front seat of his car uh talking about everything from critical race theory to quote unquote gender theory um and whatever else under the sun he can think of to be controversial 
disclaimer do not record campaign videos out of your car <laughs> brought to you by okay outcasts it's a and little creepy sponsored. it's a little creepy. <laughs> um it it's maybe um, one thing to do one every now and then like hey i'm on my way to this part of the state or that part of the state but just this like for like dirt back during session like it seemed like all, every other day he was putting up a new video from his car and it got to the point everyone on Twitter was like do you just like not have an office or like why do the, all these have to be recorded in your car <laughs> well I mean I don't know just showing that you're out and about which I... is what I was doing last night <laughs> see and be seen you know? seeing and That's being seen Meanwhile, I'm the attorney um, out here, you know, hauling brush around and, you know, setting campfires and <laughs> you're you're out there hobnobbing with the attorneys. <laughs> Life is so absurd. Um, but yeah, uh, it's fun, but uh, I, I think... You were probably happier uh, doing campfire stuff than, you know, picking out a nice suit, you know, strategizing, making sure, you know, basically sp spending like an hour and a half of your day on getting your outfit together, making sure you get oh. your hairs done right. Yeah, um, for, <laughs> for sure. I... The the thing I miss the least about political life is getting done up to go to fancy fundraisers and having to kiss everybody's ass for like three hours. And I'm I'm honestly over all that. So, um, you know, yeah, folks, I'm trying to get Brittany <laughs> to run for office again, and it's just a non-starter. <laughs> Not gonna happen. I hate call time. I hate calling and asking for money. Um, but if I were to ever do it again, I would definitely go with a more John Fetterman approach and just be myself and people can either like me or not and uh, just be be who you are. And if anything, you know, that's where Democrats maybe have an advantage. Um, you know, because Republicans do generally have to make their money at the big country club fundraisers. And, you know, I think if anything, over the last few years, we've seen kind of a yearning in our politics for people who aren't just all about the big money and, you know, are willing to just be a regular person. So... What was the thing that Oz said about Fetterman that was supposed to be an insult and then Fetterman embraced it uh, like breaking authorities balls or something. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something of that nature. And then Fetterman just embraced it and like changed his logo and included it on there. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw that. Story. I don't think I saw that story, but that's a, that's good. I mean, just lean in, you know, like, yeah, if if there's anything we should have learned about bullies back when we were kids, it's that 
if you just lean in and like take away the sting of what they think they're using to hurt you, it really like it makes them end up looking silly. Yeah, I'll tell a story on myself here. Um, I grew up taking a bus ride to school and with the last name Masterman, uh, this one guy kept calling me uh, Chris Masturbates. And eventually I leaned in. I was like, yeah, I do. Do you not? And <laughs> it just like took all the power away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and if anything, this actually segues me to something I kind of want to talk about that we didn't discuss beforehand. But, you know, I think the thing, particularly among some of the loud voices on the left in Oklahoma that bugs me the most and um, Freedom Oklahoma under its current leadership is kind of one of the worst offenders of this is they're just constantly whining about the bullies and not finding ways to like stick it back in their face a little bit. And, you know, it, it, to me, I feel like they help empower the bullies. And I know we talked a little bit about this in regards to Maury Turner, you know, when Maury got up and they presented in the legislature on one of the days of the anti-trans bills and, they started yelling and screaming about these horrible fat white old men that are, you know, fucking everything up. And it's just like, if anything, it made those, those old white men bullies just want to bully Maury even more. You know, they, they got to see, uh, they being the, the old white men got to see that those attacks, got under Maury's skin and it wasn't going to make them less likely to do that. This is politics, not beanbag. Show some toughness, yeah. you know? Yes. She was not actually at the event last night. Oh, you don't say. I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't, uh, why they wouldn't have shown up to such an event. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I I think it, that's a very valid point, and I would say that uh, there's what, what's the expression "no crying in baseball." <laughs> there's no crying in baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's no crying in pol. There's no crying in politics unless it's a well-timed tear because of a tragic event. Um, if it's a tear because you're being attacked, then you're giving your attackers the smell of blood in the water. It is one of the worst ways you can respond to being attacked. Absolutely. And um, I think... I wanted to disagree should... more, so... <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Russia um, and Ukraine. Well, I don't know that we'll disagree there, but we can. <laughs> um, I agree about my phone ringing and why I didn't turn it to silent. Yeah. Uh, rude. <laughs> rude much? Um, um, 
but well, uh, you know, Putin has been getting his ass kicked in Ukraine, and mm-hmm. uh, as the Ukrainians have made advances back onto territory that Russia had previously taken, um. Putin has run out of soldiers and has now instituted a massive draft in Russia, um, which has caused Google searches for how to leave Russia to spike. Um, There's been a massive exodus of uh, young men from the country trying to avoid being conscripted into an unjust war. Um, There's been a massive protest movement. And, you know, if there's anything we've learned historically, it's that, you know, forces of conscripted soldiers tend not to be your best force. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's worth noting that, uh, you know, Ukraine has said, here's a hotline for how to surrender. Um, And, I mean, Putin may have just done a recruitment uh, operation for Ukraine. (laughs) Because, I don't know, uh, I I would just, I mean, I I know if I were in the position of being a conscripted soldier from Russia going over to Ukraine, like, when you're dragging people and throwing them in a bus and then you're going to hand them a gun. Um, are you familiar with the term fragging your lieutenant? Yeah. Um, but why, why don't you explain that a little more? Sure. Um, during certain wars, um, a lieutenant who um, would be an officer uh would make a stupid call and he would be out in front of his platoon and uh, somehow he would end up getting shot in the back. <laughs> um, Just uh, <laughs> accidental friendly fire, huh? <laughs> oh. I'm pretty heavy air quotes around the accidental. <laughs> oh, we were surrounded by Charlie's and yeah um, but i, I there think... there's gotta be a lot of that going on right now um because i've seen some pictures floating around social media of a some pictures of some of the guys they've conscripted and like there was like you know 50 year old men with giant beer bellies like getting conscripted into the russian military and then Russia's handing them these rusted out AK-47s, which, and if you know anything about guns, AKs really aren't the best assault rifle to begin with. And now add to that that these are old and haven't been properly maintained and they're rusted out. And you're basically sending these guys to die. Cannon fodder, cannon fodder, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, they're, yeah, they're, the first thing they're ill-equipped, the, they're ill-trained, they don't want to be there. 
they're going to get to Ukraine and find out that all the propaganda they've been told that Ukraine is some Nazi hellhole is completely false. They're going to hear about this hotline the Ukrainians have set up to, hey, you can surrender and we won't even make you go back to Russia. <laughs> In fact, you can go anywhere else you want, whatever. Governor yeah. of Florida will fly you somewhere. You want to go to Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> Let's get DeSantis on the horn, huh? Yeah. Um, Are you trying to flee an oppressive government? Let's send you to Martha's Vineyard. Oh, how about Cape Cod? You want to check that out? We will make sure that we don't tell anybody you're coming or have any services set up for you, though. Um, I think the Russian... Uh, the, sorry, that you... Ukrainians would like give a heads up like hey he's up to it again you've got incoming Russians like but yeah that entire debacle <laughs> folding that in I um, I wish how... there was a way for Ukraine to win faster um you know Part of me wishes we were just involved more directly, but I also understand why it's been important to make it an indirect war. Um, but man, poor the poor Ukrainians and all they've been going through. Um, I I just I can't wait till they just completely kick Putin's ass. I'm there with you, and I give all the brave men and women or however you choose to self-identify uh ukrainians so much mad respect <clears throat> did you see the whole deal about uh russia was apparently blowing up pipelines under the water like sabotage style oh no but that doesn't surprise me i mean that's that's really all they've got left beyond nukes. And, you know, I know Putin's been saber rattling about using new nukes if the West gets further involved, but I don't even think he wants to use nukes. I mean, it's he's he's crazy, but not that crazy. It's true. Well, I was actually thinking this was going to be a more contentious episode because we were sort of going back and forth about uh, Kevin Calvey and, you know, um, there's a lot of strong feelings about that. And, uh, you know, I, I can't help but just bring it up again that the Democrats are lame. They have infinity billion issues. And the Republicans stick tight to a message plan. Yeah, because and, it's easier when your coalition is rich people and social conservatives than when it's the broad coalition that Democrats have to build. Um, well, if, if, if they could boil it down a little bit, uh i i feel like we could you know see some progress on the democratic side but meanwhile um 
they can't raise money. The activist got all pissy at me at that. Uh, well, not all of them can't raise money. Um, Joy seems to be raising money just fine with the support of the tribes. <laughs> um, yeah, as does our um, uh, superintendent candidate, uh, Jenna Nelson. Yeah, so if you make the right friends, you can raise money still. Um I do think Democrats in Oklahoma need to rethink their approach to just about everything um, and quit assuming that just because, you know, you think you're right on certain issues, that that means people should automatically vote for you. You've got to go sell that. You got to get out there and make people believe and want to believe that you can get something done that's good. Um, and, you know, just patting yourself on the back for how smart and liberal you are isn't going to fucking get you anywhere. No, not even a little bit. So, uh, I, I just, uh, I have so little patience having worked at the party the reason I have such little patience is a little thing called the Central Committee. Do you remember the Central Committee, Brittany? Oh, I remember the Central Committee, all right. I I was uh, a member of the Central Committee for the ODP when I was president of the Young Democrats, so I had to go to those meetings. I recall that very well. You were one of my few allies because that board was insane. And that's where, you know, fundraisers, I kept trying to do fun stuff that would have made money, like the Activist Hall of Fame. I, I wanted to charge for that. And that got such huge blowback. And I, I'm not talking about a lot of money. I was just trying to make it deficit neutral. Um, I wanted to make money on the Carl Albert. I was constantly trying to figure out how to make money. And all the Central Committee did was keep insisting that we spend money that we didn't have. Oh, let's audit the books. Constantly came up. Let's audit the books. We, it's, it, the yearly audit is due. We, we have to do an audit. There's not a fucking enough money to audit. <laughs> like, uh, this can be done with an Excel spreadsheet. We don't need to bring in an auditor to take a close look at the books. The money is all here. There's not enough of it to, like, steal from. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't getting rich. Uh, working for the Oklahoma Democratic Party. Um, no, if I if I recall, you drove an old beat up Toyota Corolla at the time. Well, I eventually upgraded to the F one fifty, which you drove uh, all the way uh, up to Tulsa. I to did fetch signs. to pick up signs, and I loaned you my Mini Cooper that day. That was uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a fun car swap because. Um, yeah, uh, 
super fast little car and you were driving a uh, truck that was a stick. But, um, but this is where I get into why Democrats are so fucking stupid is when I was a Democrat, when I worked for Democrats, I constantly worked to do fun, like cool stuff. And that's what I was at last night was a fun, cool thing. And uh, I, I, I was constantly trying to pull stuff like that off. And it was just not flying. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with Democrats that they can't have exclusive events? I mean, when I was in the Democ DC the Dems in DC have no problem doing those kind of events. <laughs> no, they do not. You know, then um, you get the Joe Mansions who are, you know, accused of being in the pocket of all their corporate handlers, which isn't totally wrong. <laughs> By the way, what the fuck is up with Nancy Pelosi canceling the entire, uh, not canceling, but delaying the hearing on Trump because of a hurricane? No, I understand. And look, I understand that hurricane could cause devastation to Florida. Well, Why? I'll, I'll say this. I, I think that's probably a good idea. Um, I think everybody's going to need to focus on helping florida after this i just checked on the hurricane forecast this morning hurricane ian is sitting at maximum sustained winds of 155 miles an hour that is massive for a hurricane it's already you know the ba the outer bands are already hammering the florida coastline I saw that one of your favorite places in the country, Key West, was underwater yesterday already. Yep. Um, hey, they got the cats inside. <laughs> they got the cats of Key West inside, huh? Um, yeah, the Hemingway House, just for you guys who don't know, has like a bunch of cats, over 60, and they got them all inside, and they're okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, yes. I, I love cats. My cat's sitting right next to me as we speak. Um, but yeah, I, I can understand postponing a vote this week. Um, I can't, but, um, can they get, see, this is where Democrats fail once again. They can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Like you can do a hearing and also at the same time, monitor a hurricane, like your elected officials. I mean, how many days do you have a week where you're like, I've got to go to the store, I've got to get to town, I got to do laundry, I got to do dishes. And we managed to do that. Republicans managed to do that. Democrats don't. It's like, I mean, you... the last Republican president, um, if, you know, if this was happening to a state that didn't vote for him, would have been making fun of that state on TV. So I don't, uh, I, at least we have a president right now who, despite all the nonsense that Ron DeSantis has said about Joe Biden, Joe Biden still called him and offered 
all the help the federal government can offer to help Florida. So I'm just and that's saying. true. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm just saying that um, you can hold a hearing. Let the people, you know, uh, the House Republicans or not the House Republicans, um, any Florida House member, you know, they don't have to attend. But uh, like, I feel like it's politically motivated because they want Trump to be able to view it on TV while they're doing the hearing. I feel like it's a nanny nanny boo boo kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's that at all. I mean, I think, um, you know, Florida has a lot of districts. Um, what? How many House members do they have? Twenty-seven. So you're you've got twenty-seven House members. That's a pretty big chunk of the House that is going to be a little bit more, uh, busy than being able to just focus on a, a January 6th hearing. If the governor of uh, Texas can leave because it's very cold and fly to another country, those 27 House members can go to D.C. and do their goddamn job. Uh, well, we we definitely know you're more than just a fake Republican now. <laughs> Listen to the heartlessness, everybody. <laughs> they could do more from D.C. than they could in Florida. I mean, like, what are they going to do? Start rowing boats around? Because maybe like, <laughs> it'd be a good PR move. I mean, I have no special love for Florida. Like, I mean. Florida got wiped off the map like I wouldn't care that much <laughs> other than Key West uh, or not Key West all the keys the keys are beautiful yeah they're can... gonna be the first to go under in global warming because they're like the the lowest sea level places that there is <laughs> well um yeah uh I've been there a couple times well, it's a good so, thing you got there while they still exist, huh? <laughs> um, same with New Orleans. I got there before that kind of pretty much got wiped out. Turned 21 on my birthday. It happened to be Mardi Gras. It was beautiful. And then they got hit. Levees broke. Um, this shit is real people uh, is indeed and Brittany and i can disagree strongly on whether they should have continued getting their work done uh, and it's not even just about the work though like you're just not gonna have the attention of the people while everybody is focused on this massive hurricane like there's just it's too much too big too much going on at once i think that that would be detrimental to the hearing because then the hearing would not land the same because people are going to be preoccupied because i imagine oh. most other people don't feel towards florida the way i do no but people are fucking idiots uh 
there's anything I've learned in campaigns and elections, it's like they're distracted by whatever object. You know, why is Hoffmeister dropping in the polls? I think it's because, um, you know, a, a lot of people were focused on the abortion issue and now that's fading. It keeps happening with everything. Why were so many people... Um, well, there's another issue that you can only win on that abortion issue if it's being messaged properly. So, like, up here in Minnesota, I'm up in northern Minnesota, like, in one of the smaller TV markets. And yet... What are you, uh, like, you said, like, a 135 market? Like, the 141st TV market oh, in the country is... <laughs> So super small. It was like even smaller than the Wichita Falls TV market. So this is a small rural TV market. Um, and yet when I was watching NFL games this weekend and the local news, every other commercial break, there was a commercial coming on of like a rural white older guy talking about how his daughter deserves the right to choose free from government extremist intervention and you know this is on constantly and then saying the republican candidate for governor wants to outlaw abortion and wants to take that right away and they are just hammering that like you can't let people forget what the election's about and if you aren't running ads which takes money that you're complaining, yeah, Dems aren't raising enough, then you're going to lose the messaging battle. So yeah, Dems in Oklahoma, get your shit together. Get some money. Put some ads on television. Wrap your shit in a bow. Put it in a bag. Just get it together. Get your shit together. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now you've got me all worked up. Um, So uh, this episode has gone on long enough to where we're actually having to do two separate cuts. So forgive us for the transition, but no big deal. And uh, yeah. Um, Well, on that note, um, do you have any uh, fun plans for this coming weekend? How's the weather looking down there? Uh, it's warm. Uh, you're running your heat. I'm <laughs> running um, my AC. So that kind of sets the contrast. But I have fun plans for this evening where my wife and I are going to have the wedge. You remember that spot? Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. I haven't had the wedge in years. Uh, yeah. So we're going to get a little bit of that, uh, pizza, spinach salad, some meatballs for spaghetti later this week. But honestly, the weekend is going to be another weekend of maintenance, much as you are burning um, trees. Yeah, we have a ton of forest management ahead of us. (laughs) There... In this acreage we got, there are down trees just all throughout the forest in here. And we're trying to clean as much of that up as possible. We're cutting a new driveway to where we can do a circle drive. Um, 
we got our RV in, but we were wondering how we were going to get it back out, and we figured out how to put in a second drive in front of where we're at that'll give us a chance to just circle it out without having to back this thing up and make crazy maneuvers. So, hey, let's our let's ask our uh, audience, which would you prefer? A day of cleaning out brush, as Brittany is doing, or going to fancy galas or galas. I'm still not sure the pronunciation there. Uh, please pick fancy event or doing stuff in the woods. Yeah, fancy uh, night out or burning trees and brush in your uh, forested spot. Um, all right. I prefer dancing around the fire, um, but, uh, you know, maybe you prefer a fancy dress. <laughs> um, only once in a while. But uh, are you guys dancing naked around the fire like pagans? Uh, we were not naked. It was it was a little chilly for that. <laughs> okay, yeah. It, it was I mean... it was in the upper forties the other night. Um, but uh, so so when we were burning through the evening, that that was fun. It was on the equinox. It was just perfect. <laughs> well, I'm I'm so glad, and um, I wish you nothing but the best this weekend. And uh, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'm be I'll to... be back in Oklahoma in November. So by about the time you're getting into fall, I'll be escaping winter to get back to fall. <laughs> well, I will just give one more shout out to my wife. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you so much. And on that, adios, y'all. We'll be back next week with more fun Oklahoma political discussion. Good night, folks. Peace. Have a good day. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>